2: Honestly, no question comes to
1: mind, but probably the craziest thing I had to do is I walked in uh, one meeting and I had to shoot, like, basketballs on a, on a mini-hoop. That was probably the craziest thing I had to do so What team was that? Um, I don't remember quite what team it was. I mean, actually, it was the Eagles. Was the Eagles. They had, to, they had to shoot on the
2: mini-hoop.
1: Uh, I only made, like, two out of five, uh, so probably not high up
2: on the board right now.
1: You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth. From BetQL...
2: Welcome back, Beck QL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G and in Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. The voice there of Sam Howell, quarterback out of North Carolina. He'll be he'll be somewhere in the NFL draft, first or second round. He'll be he'll be one of the higher picked quarterbacks. And he said yesterday the Eagles made him shoot some uh, some hoops on one of those like portable basketball hoops. I think Joe might have one in his room. Or at least he he's like has the kind of room I feel like you could have a basketball hoop in there where Joe sits. Good um idea.
0: This does that is a good idea during the show.
2: Yeah, getting some this, shots up. This isn't a surprise. Remember, Nick Sirianni last year would play rock, paper, scissors with prospects on yes. to gauge their competitiveness level. So now they brought a basketball open. Now, my favorite part of this is, as uh, everyone's going to take us off the board in a second, is that they obviously brought this from Philadelphia. Because Sirianni yesterday said there was a Villanova logo on the backboard. So, like, they packed this in their suitcase, brought it to Planning. Indianapolis this was this was now
0: are they trying to loosen guys up or are they trying to make them nervous because i think it's having the opposite effect because they're like great now they're going to be looking at how many shots i'm making like it's supposed to be a fun thing but clearly it seemed like it kind of had the opposite impact i mean he was having fun with it but, yeah. you know, Howell was basically like I was two for five. So that sucked.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think it's an icebreaker. I, I think that's what it's supposed to be.
1: Do you guys think that the combine is as important as it once was? No. I don't. I agree. I agree. It, it seems like it's more about the pro days. And then the, the players that most fringe college slash NFL fans know of, like they're there, but they're not doing anything. And, and that's, exactly. like, the big trend that we're, that we're getting every single year. Okay, they're going to show up. They're going to talk to some teams, but they're not doing anything. Coming to my, my pro, do, pro day in a month or so.
2: Yeah, it has changed. All right, it's time for Aaron to take us off the
0: board.
1: It's time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board.
0: A lot of quarterback talk. The conversation continues. Um, Kenny Pickett says he deserves to be the number one QB. Take a listen.
2: I uh, think you know, knowing how to win is, is is key, and that's that's the number one thing at this position. What what caused my that rise? You're saying, I think just you know all the hard work over the years kind of culminated in that last season. It wasn't just an overnight thing. I didn't just wake up and all that fell into my lap. So it was years and years of hard work with my teammates, my coaches, and uh, you know we really went out there and, and had the season we all expected to have.
0: So why I was laughing as we were coming back from break, because right next to this quote saying I know how to win, it says, you went to pit, bro. I don't know. (laughs) But I was dying. And so that's why I was laughing as we were coming back for break. It wasn't, uh, that was hilarious to me. But uh, I don't know. Do you like what Kenny Pickett said? I guess you have to, every, you know, these guys have to be confident, right? Of course they're going to say that.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't mind what he said. I mean, he also he was recruited by Temple originally, and then he transferred to Pitt. We're not talking about a guy that spent his time at you know USC or Alabama or Clemson for the last three or four years. He's, I mean, he, I, I think there's a real chance he's the first quarterback off the board, but I, I don't think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. So let's uh,
1: let's play it the other way. What if he says, "Zest, how he's going to be?"
0: Uh. You know,
1: I might hang around in the league a few years. Like if you played oh, out okay. that way, you've got a lot. I'll probably be you- a
0: second rounder. Actually, I think that would. be want People would think, yeah, they'd be like, oh, he's got some swag. He's kind of being facetious here.
1: My goal is to be, uh, I don't know, Mc uh, McCown mcnown whatever his name is mccown just a guy that collects checks you just combined three quarterbacks i know i was trying to think of wait josh mccown mccoy i know i was like trying to get it straight i don't know they're all the same guy right? (laughs) right in my head so i was like combining all the same names yeah so then i went with sanchez which is bad too yeah, but like listen. yeah I I just want to collect a check for as long as I want. I want to hold a clipboard. Like you can't say that. I want <laughs> you you need the quarterback that's going to be the alpha. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be great. That's what you want. And you better say that cuz if if you're not going to do that out of this crew, like man You know he's probably going to be a first-round pick. I think it's a good question for the bet that is available uh, to jump in on, which quarterback is going to go first. It it depends on the mentality of the front office and if they want to take a big swing.
2: Well, the other thing to factor in there, and I'm not sure how big this is, but it's a factor, Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, he recruited Kenny Pickett to Temple. Like, that was his guy coming out of high school. And then Matt Rule left for Baylor, Kenny Pickett left for Pitt. Like, they went on their own separate journeys, but – It's kind of like, remember Kingsbury recruited Kyler Murray? Like, sometimes these connections, they they kind of last. So I I could see Pickett to the Panthers. Well,
0: it appears Kenny Pickett isn't the uh, only quarterback who has been uh, accused of having tiny hands. Joe Burrow (laughs) tweeted in 2020. um, Now, Joe Burrow is an alpha for sure. uh, That he might retire because he was told he has tiny hands. Take a listen.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, these measurements you can – You can take so much from them. Um, If it's a glaring issue on film with turnovers, yeah, it's probably an issue. But, you know, I didn't have a lot of fumbles or anything like that. So I just tried to, you know, make a little joke out of it.
0: I think that's the right play. I mean, look what Joe Burrow's doing. We talk about how much does the combine matter? How much does this, well, we say size matters, but does it really when it comes to a quarterback's hands? (laughs) Pat Mahomes Uh, was told he had small hands too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm 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 reading a story right now that says it does matter.
2: Wait, (laughs) oh, I just, yeah, not, no, (laughs) not the feet, the hands. Now we don't have off
0: off the board. So, hey, we can go there if you want.
2: So I don't think we have the official combine measurement of Kenny Pickett's hands, though, though I was reading something last year unofficially. He was measured last year. So Burrow, right? So Burrow had nine inch hands. That's kind of small for quarterbacks. I think Goff had that kind of hand size. It's usually like middle of the nines or tens. Do you know what the unofficial (laughs) measurement of Kenny Pickett's hands were? Do you you know what the number is? Eight and a quarter. Eight and a quarter. Wow. So good. Those are tiny hands. (laughs) I think it's a big deal. I do. His hands are too small.
0: I can't wait to see him play in the NFL and we can criticize his hands every time he has a bad game.
1: So that's today, right? Where we're going to get the official measurement? (laughs)
2: We're gonna see Pickett, like stretching his fingers out, like just do it again. Just please measure it again.
0: He's gonna tape them, tape them, yeah. and make him longer. Yeah. Like seriously, what are we
1: doing? Because he can do these exercises, man. This is he can do these exercises, but in the game, that's not gonna help you, buddy. Yeah. It's <laughs> you amazing. Grab if you the ball st- and then try to str- you, do you stretch Armstrong
0: here.
2: <laughs> if you search his name and hand size there's so many articles about this this is like the biggest thing yeah it's crazy
0: yeah. i wonder it's... no never mind
1: <laughs> come on
2: it's off the board
1: no, are, are, I can't. are you wondering if there are exercises <laughs> go ahead
0: just what they say about someone who has small hands
2: but hopefully Kenny's not asked that. I think we got to cancel the combine if Kenny Pickett's asked any more <laughs> those kinds of questions. <laughs> just just cancel the whole thing.
0: The poor guy can't escape the hand thing. I feel bad for him at this point. This yeah. Has this gotten out of control? Do we need, like, a big story to come in? Because it seems like all everyone's talking about is his hand size. It's a little blown out of proportion here for me.
1: Uh, until we get to the workouts and we we see some ridiculous performances or some record is broken, this is going to be the big story because it's a quarterback and right. that's what we care about the most. And we're not talking about their play because their play isn't all that great, the guys at the top here, right. unless you really believe in Malik Willis.
2: And he could be the first quarterback taken, which his name is out there.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so this one's interesting moving on from the small hands conversation. Uh, J.R. Smith was on a podcast recently and he was reflecting, I thought this was interesting, on how he'd go to strip clubs and spend like $60,000 a night. Um, He thought he put so much pressure on himself to have all these fancy designer clothes. He would take fines for constantly being laid on the bus. And he's like, man, if I look back, I really could have like, helped feed some families and people in need instead of just blowing all this money. And now he wants to help younger players. And I think it's a great message. And I I think overall, just for everyone, you know, uh, especially, you know, younger, the younger generation, you look at Instagram and you see people like flossing with all this stuff on these trips, private jets, you can like take go rent a private jet don't fly anywhere but you can just go take pictures on it so you can look cool on your instagram like this kind of stuff is crazy to me like how people are just trying to portray this certain type of lifestyle but i think you know it's so sad when you see some of these players who after a couple years if you're not a big name player they're broke you know wow. and they have nothing to show for it because they bought all these private jets they went on these trips they got these designer clothes they were hitting up the strip club And it's sad, you know, and I feel like more help and resources should be, you know, um, given to these young guys. And I think it's gotten a lot better in the last 10 years. But to me, it is heartbreaking when you see these guys go broke and maybe they don't have the help and, you know, with their finances like they should.
2: He's become an interesting uh, post-NBA career player like because he went back to school. He went to he's college. Golf, he's know. a golf
0: player. Yeah, I actually yeah. was at a um, golf tournament with him a couple years ago in the D.C. area. He was out here. Super nice guy, very personable. Uh, but yeah, kind of known as like a partier, definitely, when he was a player. Wasn't it him who was taking shots of... Uh, yes. What was it? <laughs> Before, Whatever it is, in yes. finals, in the locker room? Yeah. Penny. He was drinking Henny, I think, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and he and, didn't
1: take the shirt off for like three weeks. At the yeah. I didn't yeah. put a shirt on. I'm sorry. Um, that was the name of the 30 for 30 doc, Broke, right, uh, yes. about athletes. I, 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 I totally understand where you're coming from, and the league should help them as much as possible, maybe go out of their way to do it more. But it also comes with maturity. Like when yes. you're – in that lifestyle when you're caught up in it and you're getting those checks every two weeks i don't know that it's going to break through until you have that moment and it sounds like he had it but after have you ever thought back
0: on something you bought in your 20s or wasted yeah. money on that you were well, like Man, i didn't have I mean, money someone could have talked to me about
1: like you know, well, not it. as much because i right. didn't have money yeah. Well,
2: most most of us didn't, right? And we still did stupid things. Right. Imagine if people were handing us millions of dollars every two weeks. when we're Exactly. Years old. I you would. Should...
0: I would waste idiot. it for sure. Twenty-year-old yeah. me would have been an, a total idiot. But I also didn't come from money either, so I didn't have my parents to teach me how to handle things like that. And I'm sure a lot of these other guys didn't either. You know, because my parents didn't have a lot of money, they weren't teaching me how to, you know, save and stuff like that. I love them. Yeah. Ta- taught me a lot of other things. But... <laughs>
2: Beck UL Daily right here on the Beck UL Network will come back with capsules on the best college hoop teams that could win it all.